everyone, it's me again, Katie, and back for another episode of Living at the Speed of Light, the Bipolar Podcast. I'll introduce myself for all of you who are new. I'm Katie, I live in Reading in the UK with my lovely partner Jimmy and my cat Tilly. And I live with bipolar type 1 and was diagnosed in 2012. If you're not aware already, I'm writing a book, Woo! which is why I've started this podcast. Um, I thought it'd be a really cute idea to have a podcast that accompanied the book. So here I am. The book is called Living at the Speed of Light, Navigating Bipolar Disorder from Depression to Mania and Everything in Between. And it explores my own journey and experiences of living with bipolar. But I thought there's tons of memoirs out there. And what I couldn't find was a no-nonsense guide to bipolar disorder for someone like me with actual real life, real lived experience. So I wrote one. And there's advice and tips on how to manage, how to live with bipolar, and ultimately find stability, which is what we all want. And most important bit, it's due out in March 2021. So that's exciting. I'm very excited about it. <laughs> so today I wanted to look at a more of a taboo subject, which is psychosis. Not everyone realises that some sufferers of bipolar disorder also have psychotic symptoms. So I'm going to break it down so it makes more sense. First off, we've got hallucinations. And that's when a person sees, hears, smells, tastes or feels something that isn't really there. So it's a sensory experience that happens without any outside stimuli. The world around you is perceived differently to everyone else with others not being able to see, hear or feel what you can. And the whole experience feels really real to the person experiencing it. You can't really tell the difference between that and what is actually real. One of the most common hallucinations is hearing sounds and voices, and that's something that I I deal with. There's another side of it, which is delusions, and that's losing touch with reality. So you might believe wild theories and beliefs, like the government is out to get you, or you're invincible, but and there's no facts, there's no evidence <laughs> to, to your beliefs. People have what's called delusions of grandeur, where they feel like the most important person in the world. They may believe they have powers or intelligence above and beyond anyone else, and that's something that I suffer from sometimes. But we'll talk about that a bit later. Paranoia can also be a part of delusions. So you might feel threatened by an outside source that wants to hurt or control you in some way. And again, not based on any evidence or fact. And even though they're very different, people can suffer from one or both experiences. And honestly, psychosis is frightening. It's bewildering. It's surreal. It can be incredibly isolating and make you feel very distrustful and nervous. Although it isn't always negative, some people find it to be a positive life-affirming experience. But the one thing to take from this is that each individual has their own unique experience. And in my experience, it's not been a good thing. (laughs) So with bipolar... 
and psychosis, it can range from just being a one-off experience to something that happens regularly for you. For me, I experience short episodes of psychosis when I'm manic or having a depressive episode of bipolar, but not all the time, not every time, which probably makes it worse because I never know when it's going to happen. It's so frustrating and quite scary, worrying, nerve-wracking, all those things. So I thought I'd start with um, mania, psychosis and mania. So during mania, the voices can sometimes be comforting. At, at that time, I'll, I'll have many ideas racing from my head during a manic phase, and the voices I hear just add to the jumble. When I'm manic, I have many ideas racing through my head, and the voices I hear just add to this jumble. They give me ideas, fill me with this confidence, and that elevates my mood. I often speak out loud to them, and they reply, which is really creepy. <laughs> and it's very audible, as if they were in the room with me. I remember when I'd been in my bedroom alone, and I'd been hearing voices, and I would run downstairs, extremely excited, like I'd just spoken to a friend on the telephone who I hadn't seen for a while. You know, I've had conversations with people where I've become really distracted. I look really distracted or sort of zoned out because there's this voice speaking to me and it's really difficult to concentrate on two conversations because that's what it feels like. Sometimes I might make a joke that no one understands uh, because it's like an inside joke between myself and the voices or... I might laugh out loud for no reason, because a voice has told me a joke. Um, it's really hard to admit, but when I'm manic, um, some of the voices I hear are almost like friends. And I think I would miss them if they were totally gone, if I never heard them again. I know when I'm stable or when I'm depressed that it isn't normal to hear those voices. And something that they do do is push my manic impulses so it's like they know what buttons to press. They're like, go on, go and do that, go and do that, spend that money, go and do this, go and do that. Be reckless, be impulsive. And that's the bad side of it. Really bad, not good. Blech. Now looking at the flip side, when I'm severely depressed, I've heard screaming and shouting in my head. When I say I hear voices, often I don't understand what they're saying. And it's just incoherent words and sort of sentences scattered around. But it's really loud because it's screaming and literally sounds like screaming and shouting really near in the room with me. Almost echoes. The way I've described it is like a really intense experience. Like when you're at the cinema and you're watching a really loud film, like an action film. And you've got all the surround sound booming around the room and you can't escape it. Sometimes the voices, it all feels directed at me. And other times the shouting feels intrusive, like somebody is ranting and raving just at no one, just randomly in the room. I think the worst part of it is not knowing how long it will go on for and knowing I can't escape it. It often happens when I'm in bed and can't sleep. But it has happened during the day too. Usually I'm sat or lying in the dark when the screaming starts and 
it's usually when I'm feeling really vulnerable already, really low, very depressed, could be suicidal, and I just get this screaming in my head, this shouting in my head. And every now and again I might hear a voice shouting at me directly saying, everyone hates you, you're worthless. Or it could just be incoherent, completely. So frightening. You know, I'll sit there and I'll cover my ears to try and escape it. Obviously that doesn't work. (laughs) See, the problem for me is um, when I was younger, I thought everyone had somebody talking in their head. I know, you know, people have conversations out loud, I think, for a problem. But the difference with psychosis is you don't know what the next sentence is going to be. You know, it's not like an internal monologue. As I've got older, I realised that the experiences are not the same. I used to find it really embarrassing talking about it. And I just shut down. I would not talk to anyone about it. And I was in denial about hearing voices for years. I was in denial about having delusions for years. And would not even admit to myself it was a problem. You know, when you feel like you're invincible and to the point where you get run over by a car and don't think it's a problem and think, I'm not going to worry about it, then you know maybe it is a problem and it's something you need to address because, you know, that's what happened to me. I was okay, but I think the fact that I was okay fueled the problem, fueled the fact that I believed I was invincible. I just thought, it is true. Of course it's true. I can't be hurt. Yeah, I've got a bruise, but that's not hurt. Whatever. And just carried on. It's really, really dangerous for me. So yeah, before I would talk about it, I would get caught out. So like I was in a train once with my partner, and this is my partner now, my husband. And um, before I told him any of this, I answered a question out loud. He said to me, he said, who are you talking to? And I just turned really red and was like, oh, sorry, I thought you asked me a question. I just left it and hoped he wouldn't remember. And I thought, if I told anyone that, oh, by the way, I hear screaming and shouting, they'd think I was just, just crazy. You know, and I tried a few times to reach out to people, but could never articulate exactly how it felt or admit to it. What I found really helped me was... um writing and blogging about it, that was really therapeutic. And for me, just writing stuff down, I find it much easier to explain how I feel. So often I'd write things down and then use them as sort of like crib sheets, like have it with me while I was talking to someone about it. So even though now I'm at a point where I can discuss it freely, obviously, because I'm sat here recording a podcast about it (laughs) and I blog about it and there's a whole chapter about psychosis in my book. I still have problems where I doubt myself or I go, is that real? Did that really happen? And um, I realise how much it actually does affect me even when I'm not experiencing voices, when I'm not hearing things. So there's an example, uh, sitting on a bus, and there was this couple whispering a few rows behind me, and it, like, freaked me the fuck out. 
you're probably wondering what, why because it reminded me of the voices I hear when I hear whispering when I hear certain phrases like when I hear someone say I see you it really creeps me out it really frightens me because it brings me back to that feeling of vulnerability and that feeling those cruel whispering words that just it just shakes me shakes me to the core you know they're really malicious the voices they make me feel like I say really vulnerable and I feel out of control like there's nowhere safe for me to go because where could I go the voices are in my head I can't escape them you know they prey on my insecurities like I said earlier when I can't make out what they're saying weirdly it's worse you know your imagination runs wild and the experience is kind of ethereal and otherworldly and there's like this constant fear that suddenly a word will jump out from the mumbling and it will be directed at me and that's how I felt on that bus and that couple were whispering and I couldn't make out what they were saying and I got really paranoid and I thought is it somebody whispering behind me or is it my own mind tricking me you know if I could have heard their conversation it would have put my mind at rest but because I could only hear snippets of words or a quiet like laugh here and there really made me feel on edge so yeah I, I often doubt the world around me you know if I hear a strange tapping a voice a shout out of nowhere I can't stop but think if it's real or from inside my own mind if I hear a strange tapping a voice a shout out of nowhere I can't stop but think if it's real or from inside my own mind. It disrupts my day-to-day life and I really have to think about what's happening rationally with logic, use logic. It's a really difficult process but I'm learning to manage the thoughts that accompany the voices. So I'll do things like I'll remind myself that these voices can't hurt me and I'm stronger than them. Um, That's a huge one, that's sort of my mantra. I use you know if you suffer from psychosis it's important to talk about these experiences I'll use Twitter I might vent on it about what's happened or I'll talk to my partner or my close friends hearing voices for me is an insular experience I'm the only one that is experiencing those exact sounds and voices no one else will and that's the same for anyone else experiencing them So I find it's vital to open up about what it's like. You know, find someone you trust that's non-judgmental that you can show vulnerability to and it will make a huge difference. So I want to move on now and talk about some of the helpful comments I sometimes get that can just be insulting or stigmatising. So I've put together a list of like the top comments I've had that you shouldn't say to someone with psychosis. (laughs) Number one, does that mean you're violent? Now this one comes up again and again. I'm pretty sick of it, to be honest. It's a very, very, very small minority of people that are dangerous, that have psychosis. Minuscule. The vast majority are actually far more at risk of being a victim of violence and crime than actually committing one. Psychosis makes you, as I've already said, feel extremely vulnerable and you're more scared of the world around you. So we're not violent people if we have psychosis. 
and honestly it upsets me so much when people perpetuate that myth that idea because it simply isn't true number two on my list have you taken your meds i find this really condescending and just rude when i'm going through an episode of psychosis being asked this question is just not helpful actually it makes me feel more paranoid than i already am and I'd probably be less likely to take my medication. Now, I know people mean well when they say it, most of the time. And I also know when I'm being a bit fun or being a bit odd or a bit weird, because I am a weirdo, in a good way, (laughs) um, people go, oh, have you taken your meds? Are you a bit crazy? And I'm like, no, I'm just happy or I'm just being me. Anyway, don't say it. Number three, I've had hallucinations when I took blah, blah, blah. Okay, so you may have taken magic mushrooms or salvia or something like that. You might have taken a hallucinogen at some point, but it's an entirely different experience when you suffer with psychosis because you have no idea when the next episode might happen. You can't pick and choose how and when Yeah, you might have had a bad experience with a hallucinogen, but ultimately it was your decision to go on that trip. It was your decision to take it. Psychosis, we don't have that choice. So it's very different. Number four. You must be really mental. Shouldn't you be in hospital? Now, I've lived with psychosis since I was a teenager and I've learned how to cope with the voices I hear. When I have delusions, I rely on my partner and family to keep an eye on me and my behaviour. It is possible to have an episode of psychosis and manage it without hospitalisation. Yet, believing I should be locked away is deeply, deeply stigmatising. And it really creates barriers to people discussing it. If you have people in your life just saying, oh, people like that are crazy, they should be locked up, you're not going to talk about it. You know, I might be having an experience that person finds uncomfortable and doesn't fully understand, but that is on them to educate themselves, not for me to hide away. Number five? Number five. It's just like having an imaginary friend, isn't it? Hmm. I hear voices and no, it's not like having an imaginary friend. (laughs) That's because children use their imaginations to create stories and scenarios. Psychosis feels like it's coming from an outside source, from outside your own inner monologue and imagination. Imaginary friends are often a source of comfort to a person, to a young person. Although voices can sometimes be a positive experience, they can also be, like I've said, really frightening and disturbing. Number six. That's such a stupid thing to believe. Okay, with this one. Confronting and arguing with someone about a delusion they're having is not helpful. It might sound like the most ridiculous thing to you, but to them, in the midst of a psychotic episode, it is very real. You can't just convince someone to start looking at something in a different way. They're unwell and need understanding and support. You can empathise with their situation and what they're going through, and Try and focus on what might be troubling them and what you might be able to do to alleviate the stress they're feeling. Last one. I think it's seven. 
I'm not very good with counting or maths. Anyway. <laughs> Just stop thinking about it. This doesn't work. It might be frustrating trying to understand, but you can't just snap out of a psychotic episode. I literally can't stop thinking about the delusions or the voices I'm hearing. I just can't. Often the person just needs to ride out the experience if they're having hallucinations. You know, instead, focus on what you can do to help them. Be gentle and stay calm. So finally, I've said what you shouldn't say. What can you do? What can you say that could help somebody? I think this is a good kind of list for people that don't have it and people that do have it because you can talk to friends and family about what they can do. So try being gentle and calm in your questioning. Don't call them out or confront them or challenge their beliefs because that could just push them away. Listen and try to understand. You know, you don't have to agree with what they're saying and you don't have to encourage the delusion because that will make it worse. Ask them what would help and educate yourself a bit about what psychosis is. Focus on their feelings. So it's really important to talk about how someone is feeling rather than the experience they're having. If they're feeling stressed or worried, this could be the reason for why they're having an episode. So make them feel safe and secure. Show them respect. Don't be critical of what they're going through or overprotective. You know, you might feel like you know better, but and telling them what to do will help. But this can create a divide. So you can do this by respecting their wishes, you know, to an extent. You could put a crisis plan in place. A crisis plan involves deciding on treatment options and hospital visits. You can also put together an informal plan where you set boundaries. So for instance, what you can and what you can't deal with when they're in crisis. You know, it's really helpful to be honest and have a plan in place. And yeah, look after yourself. It can be challenging, upsetting, and sometimes it can be really distressing looking after someone going through psychosis. So it's important to take care of your own well-being and health. So yeah, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening and if you have any comments or want to leave a review, please do. That would be lovely. I'd buy you a cake if I could or maybe I'll just make you a virtual cake if that's what you want. That'd be good. Um, <laughs> I like carrot cake or chocolate cake and yeah, see you again soon.